It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Welcome to this recording of electronic harassment slash organized stalking. The date today is December 16th, 2015. And I will be being as Nick Spinner, uh, Sean Paul, or Die on YouTube. I'm going to be being interviewed by a friend of mine from YouTube and Facebook, Mecca. Take it away, Mecca. <clears throat> so... As you know, I'm doing this uh, interview. I have about six or seven questions to ask. The first is, what state do you live in? I'm in California, Northern California. All right, um, what do you think of psychiatry? Uh, I think psychiatry is a pseudoscience that is there to basically for it serves a couple different purposes. One would be you know making massive amounts of money off of. Uh, Never, no cure, just treating alleged mental disorders with drugs that, in my my view or you know, scientific view, cause more problems than they help. They really just cover up the problems if they actually do have mental problems. If the person does have mental problems and they take the pills, a lot of times it's just covering up the symptoms and then adding on new side effects and they end up having to take pills with side effects. And I know that a lot of it came out of the military and Nazi psychiatry, the current psychiatry that we have in this country. And my personal experiences with it have been nightmarish and horrible. And it's, I think it's, you know, it's right up there with gang stalking, probably worse than gang stalking overall because of how many more people it affects. Um, that leads me to my next question. What do you think of gang stalking or government harassment? Um, well, I think it's a huge problem that it doesn't get one millionth of the attention it deserves. I think it's like extremely prevalent. It's going on like all around us. Um, with gang stalking, it's happening to probably a bunch of people who have no idea and will never hear of gang stalking and will just end up being put in mental hospitals of their own free will or just driving crazy or suicide. So it's, uh, you know, the government wants to drive us pretty much crazy, test it, whatever they want on us, abuse us. And uh, and they're not really getting much pushback right now, and it's pretty depressing. So as you know, I've been uh, talking about how they're covertly drugging me, and I was wondering, what do you think of covertly drugging people with psychiatric drugs, especially when psychiatry admits that it does not know what causes mental disorders? And RT reported psych meds kill half a million people annually in Western countries alone. So what do I what do I think about them covertly drugging you with that? Well, they wanted, if they are doing that, I don't know how are they how are they doing that. Well, well I don't know. They're, they're damaging. You know, they're they're there to damage your brain randomly. It's not like they don't even know what real effect it's going to have on you. I guess just to mess you up, screw you up, so you don't perceive correctly, or uh, yeah, it's get you in a bad state of mind, destroy your health and spirit, pretty much. So with the covert drugging, um, I've only come across maybe one in 30 of 
the TIs who who report some form of covert drugging or poisoning. Basically, right. with me, there where where I go commonly to go eat, you know, like um, Jack in a Box, and there's certain places I go is Mexican food restaurants. They they drug my food, and I have a dramatic head change, and they know that I get very mad at the thought of being forced to take drugs or that they want me to take drugs, so I get very angry. And also, probably more hard to believe is that in my room, they have set up some kind of a device that um, fumigates my room with chemicals, fumes, or gas, gases my room. Yeah, there was a guy, there was a guy who used to have a show on here. Uh, he died a couple of years ago. Good friend of mine, sort of, named Chuck, and he he said that he was getting gas like that in his house, I think, and and he said he was being covertly drugged. But when you when you go to the store, and he, he that was one thing he always he'd always say, "How do they do it? How do they like how do they get the drugs into the food that I'm going to get? Or how do they you know?" That always puzzled him. And then he died, but he got a. We think he got overdosed in a mental hospital, but we don't even know. Well. My experience, there's there's different groups that work with these people. There's political groups, there's gang members, there's secret societies, there's intelligence agencies, military personnel who are part of the psych- psychological warfare unit. And, yep. and there, there's programs in mental health that help place people who are, you know, cons- who they consider have as having mental disorders. It helps place them in jobs. And then there's fusion centers, InfraGuard, which is uh, an alliance between the FBI and the private sector. And and there's you know like half of the Fortune 500 companies are part of InfraGuard. So I think that they have people that planted at these restaurants that are drugging the food. And as far as the gassing, I, I know that my parents are in on it and they're they're helping them gang stalk me. So I think they simply my parents just simply took me out to dinner one day. And they came in and they put some kind of device or apparatus in the ventilation system. And somehow it, it specifically focuses on my room. It must be a pretty complex device. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really know how they do that stuff at all. I, I remember at one point I thought they were drugging my cigarettes. But I don't know how they would have done that. But I think it was just that I was so out of it at the time that and then I'd smoke a cigarette and I'd be like out of breath and like, you know, not getting off enough oxygen and I just think it was them. But no, I, I haven't had experience with the gassing of the inside the house or drugging of food. But it happens. So, um moving on to the next question. Um what do you think of the misuse of government technology and how it's being used on political dissidents and TIs? Um well, of course, it goes beyond that to everybody with the whole NSA and Revelations thing of Snowden that they're misusing the technology on every single person. But the more severe stuff they do on a more targeted basis with us, do I think of it? I think it's uh, I think it's insane, evil. That it doesn't make sense, and that that's part of the reason, the part of what they want to do is they they try and make it not make sense, um, so that you keep guessing, keep you guessing. Uh, I think it's sad. I mean. I, is it, do, you, do you want to ask like a different, more targeted question than just what do I think of it? Because I mean, that's pretty open ended. Yeah. Um, well, what kind of a people do you think are capable of doing this? Military is one. Military is a big one. Psychiatry is a big one. Um, anybody can, you know, 
prescribe those antipsychotic drugs and stuff to, like, the little kids. I think it's capable of pretty much anything. Um, so military, psychiatry, intelligence agencies like the CIA, NSA, that type of thing. I don't know the level of secret society involvement or how that would work at all, not being a member and never having been in a secret society. I don't know how they operate, but a lot of CIA say that it's Masons involved, and, you know, of course, Masons are involved in a lot of the other stuff. Why not this? Uh, but I see psychiatry as, like, a big part like of like the type of mind that could do this to somebody, like a CIA psychiatrist, like the double, the double uh, thing there. <laughs> Just like the the CIA psychiatrist, I think is like the type of job. Or CIA, yeah. Uh, and like you said, psychological warfare people. And they could they could because secret society, I feel like they might go to, they might use secret society people who are really high up, maybe who understand, like, the mental, like, psycho-spiritual, like, side of it, because so many TIs, this sort of abstract, how do I say this? Okay, so a lot of TIs think it's, like, spiritual, you know, or at least or at least they do when it, when it first starts. They think, oh, I'm getting messages from God, or, like, oh, there's a sign from God. So I think a lot of it could be designed maybe with, like, a lot of the program, a lot of the gang-stalking scripts and scenarios could have been maybe designed with help from secret society-type people to just create, like, this whole weird environment and content like a uh, situation for the TI. But I don't, but other than that, I don't really know what, who's doing it. I think a lot of the people actually operating it, I don't know about the, their, who, who's making it happen, but the people actually doing it, taking the orders to do it. I think some of them could literally mind control, like don't really understand or don't even care. Don't even think like, Oh, this is wrong. Or, I shouldn't be doing this. Like they don't, I'm not even sure that they have the capability of, uh, Questioning it. You understand? What else? Uh, do you think? It, do you think? Do you agree? Do you think it could be some people under mind control? Because some of it is like, who who would do this in their right mind, unless there were patsies, pretty much. Oh yeah, some of them are under mind control. When you look at MK Ultra, the guy who's leading who's leading it was uh, Sidney Gottlieb, and he was. He referred to himself as the Dark Sorcerer and the Dark Trickster, and they had over 200 sub-projects of MKUltra. So for people to think that all these sub-projects magically were abandoned is pretty, you know, it's a lot of faith in the government. <laughs> yeah, more, well, yeah, yeah, they definitely continue that going. I don't really agree with a lot of the TIs who say, "Oh, I'm, a, I'm an MKUltra victim." Like if they're if they weren't if they weren't alive in the 70s, getting targeted in the 70s, I wouldn't say that it's like that this is MK Ultra. But yeah, it definitely came a lot of this from MK Ultra. And then they say it became Monarch or whatever. I don't know what it became, but it definitely they definitely didn't give up. And they and that's a whole whitewashing where they say, oh no, they didn't get any good results. I remember when I first heard about MK Ultra, way before I was a TI, before I ever been in any situation with psychiatry, anything, I had heard about MK Ultra, and they just said, oh, that was when they. Yeah, they were they were testing. It was mind control. They were trying to. They were just giving a bunch of black people acid, like they joked up some black people with acid for seventy seven days in a row. And I was like, oh, that's so awful. That was nothing compared to what they. I mean, that's really awful, but that's nothing compared to the full extent of it. So, I mean, if they don't even want to admit what they publicly admit, like if they want to be like, oh yeah, like we were only like drugging drugging people with acid, and even though they at the same time you know releasing the documents showing like oh hypnotic couriers and all that torture and all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, there was a whitewash cover-up. 
They say they, that they burn the documents. I don't know if I believe that. There's definitely there's a good book about it by uh, Colin Ross that I have somewhere around here. CIA doctors, but yeah, I, it is ongoing. Clearly, yeah, yeah. part of part of the experiments that a lot of people don't know about is they did technological experiments as part of MPL, and they did radiation experiments, and they did right. hypnosis, and they also did they did things with children. They they sexually abused children for ch- uh, trauma based mind control. And I believe that, it. That that's a very potent form of mind control. If you think about it, with initiations into, into criminal groups like gangs and the mafia. That's part of what they do. When you get somebody to kill somebody or you jump, jump them in, that's a very traumatic in, uh, uh, activity. And right. they're put in a different state of mind that they're being constantly being exploited with symbols and colors and things of this nature. Have you heard of um, the one headlight guys who drive on the road? The white headlight? Uh, uh, one headlight. A lot of people drive by me with one headlight. Earlier, about five minutes ago, during this interview, somebody drove by me with one headlight. You know, there's a lot of them, and uh, and that's part of this. I feel like I have heard of that. It's some sort of FBI tactic I read about, I think, once. Like, they've got some sort of tricked-out car. Uh, I don't know. I was reading, like, this FBI surveillance car modification post. It was on some, I think it was on a racist website, actually. Somehow I, I was looking I was looking at the cars and then I found on some racist website, I think it was like a white supremacist website. They're saying, Oh yeah, like with the FBI, like they have all these modifications they put on their cars and they talked about the one headlight thing. I don't remember what the purpose of that is. For for me it seems like they just want me to know that they're doing it and they want me to make, you know, claims that people won't believe. Uh and that's pretty much my last question is why do you think people do not believe it? Um, it's a big question. Okay, they don't believe it because we're not credible enough. Is one reason. Even though if, if if Barack Obama told them about it, maybe they believe it. Or if they're if a cop or I don't know who authority figure in their life or they trust. I think that those the people who don't believe it. Some of them. Well, after I, I probably mentioned, I might have mentioned this last time. I think I do remember listening, re-listening to the interview last time I mentioned it since Edward Snowden. I went public. There's, it's really a lot easier to convince. You there? Yeah. Okay. It's really it's been a lot easier to convince people uh, that uh, that it is going on. Like absurdly easy. Like sometimes, like I'll just like say, like I'll just say it straight out, and then like they'll just they're just like, oh yeah, that's too bad. Whereas before Snowden, it was people just like, yeah, whatever. They just make almost didn't even take you seriously enough to say you're wrong. They just treat you like you're you're joking. So that that was a big improvement. But Snowden aside, why don't people believe it? Because, first of all, it's a nightmare to believe. It's much more, you know, ignorance is bliss. Remember the scene from The Matrix where the, the guy wants to go back into the... wants to just eat steak and live with the... You know, like he said, ignorance is bliss. He, why didn't I take the blue pill? Nobody wants to believe this stuff. I don't want to believe this stuff. It's, it's just I, I don't want to lie to myself. And I think that, that like, I don't want to, be, I'm not like bragging or something, but I think that that's a little bit, maybe that's a, that is a little bit more mental or courage or strength than, than a lot of people have. Just to, 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 to accept reality. Yeah. <clears throat> 
in many ways, it's, it's exactly what you would expect in in a society. You know, not to rag on capitalism, but in a society based on materialism and capitalism, the most ruthless people rise to the top. In business, they say, you know, you make a killing. You know, it's a doggy dog world. So you would expect the most violent, ruthless network of criminals to rise to the top and to collaborate and to use covert experimentation to maintain the military edge over other countries. It's everything that's going on to me is exactly what you would expect to happen. Yeah. Except, except I'm a little surprised. I don't know if you, if you disagree with me here. I'm a little surprised they aren't on the one hand, they're going all out crazy right now, like pretty much openly supporting ISIS so that they can, you know, destabilize the rest of the Middle East pretty much openly supporting ISIS. So on the one hand, like, they're going all out crazy, but on the other hand, I'm sort of surprised they haven't gone all out crazy or, like, just start bombing Iran or just start staging bigger 9-11 type things. I think that they're taking a pretty big risk right now every day if they don't do something extremely drastic. I feel like this is a a point in history right now where a lot of people are in a mental place where they they can be awakened, so to speak, to what's going on. Yeah, I think I think they're balancing it all out. I think a lot of it has to do with business and banking and you know, they're they're trying to they're trying to push it as far as they can before they do something like that. And they're trying to build confidence in certain investments and you know, they're they're trying to it's sort of like the Great Depression and the stock market crashes. They're they're trying to time it well and have their investments right before it hits. So they can, you know, act like pirates and sail off into the distance with all the loot, why why everything burns to hell. Right. Off to Dubai and Cayman Islands. Dick Cheney moved to the moved his company to Dubai, I think, a couple years ago. You think that they're uh hmm. what do you think what do you think that they're uh I realize this is your interview. I was just curious. What do you, what do you think? Uh, what do you think is their end goal? Gang stalking for like us? Do you think we're we're target practice, or do you think that we're examples of what they're really building it for? Like people who are resistant to the system, are like okay, these are like the final TI, like the, the actual kind of people they want to target, or do you think that we're beta testing for when they just unleash it on everybody? Or what? What, what are they doing? Um, I think these are the people who kill two birds with one stone, two or more birds with one stone. Right. Think about, I think masons are ultimately behind this. And you think about what goes into masonry. They build structures, and the structures have different purposes. They look good. They hold weight. They're durable, sustainable, secret passageways, artistic value, feng shui kind of psychological value. So, and and they they decide what material they're going to use and what material they're going to discard. I think this has to do with Satanism and eugenics and people who don't see things the way that they want them to are undesirables that they want to get rid of. And yeah, go ahead. I agree. So I think that the, the the commonalities between the TIs, which a lot of them fail to see, I think is that they see things a way that the system doesn't want them to see. And a lot of them get stuck on the idea. They're like, they're like, well, I'm not a political dissident. I didn't sign a petition. They're watching everybody, and they're noticing their habits, just like the advertising, and they have different ways to track people's thinking. And they say, oh, this person thinks like this, therefore they're a threat to the system. And unless they join a controlled opposition, 
we're going to have to start messing with their head. It's a, and also it's about playing out people as crazy who see things a way that is adverse to what they're doing. I'm glad you said that because when I was, like for the three years before I was targeted, I was pretty aware of the New World Order, Illuminati, and also like the like the other information that was popular at the time and that sort of came like the, the positive side of it of like, oh, you know, uh, the whole universe, you know, is like a holographic that we get to create our own reality. Like a perception is pretty, pretty crucial to how you experience reality. Like if you think you're going to get good things in life, you will. And so I, I remember right before I became a TI, I was starting to have a really positive outlook, like right before, like in the week before I became a TI, I was starting to think like, you know what, we could probably like turn this whole system around. And I really had like that feeling and it was like really powerful feeling. And then, and then everything started to get crazy and weird. And I was like, who, who, like, who are these people all of a sudden I'm seeing everywhere? And then, and then I was like, oh, fuck. And then I look at all the gang stuff. So, yeah, I think you're right that they, that they, that they target people who have a different way of perceiving the world that they don't like. That, that, that if you, if you have a positive belief that you can affect change and the change is not change that they want, yeah, that's just, that's kind of view that they don't like. Uh, I think the underlying philosophy behind it is eugenics. You ever heard of newgenics? Newgenics? Yes, it is where you, you know, eugenics is the self-direction of mankind with breeding for desirable people and, you know, trying to screen out political dissidents and criminals and people with mental disorders and and, right. uh, and sexually transmitted diseases. Newgenics is mixing it with... Um, like animal DNA and technology and cyborgs and this type of stuff, artificial intelligence. Oh, okay, you know, like transhumanism. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that I think is a part of it as well. They're, they're, these people are very technological, technologically inclined, and they're also heavy into psychiatry and psychology and seances and channeling spirits and new age kind of thinking. And... um Yeah, they're trying to control it. They're trying to control the the mind and the body to develop those technologies. Yeah. What did you say? What did you say to introduce that boy? What did you say like a minute ago? Uh, never mind. But uh, so okay. So what? What is uh? You know, when I first started messaging you, I'm not sure that you were considering what was happening to you, gang stalking at the time. What uh? What shifted in uh, in your experience where you realized, okay, maybe this is not just, uh, you know, Fremont Hospital. I don't remember. You, you were making videos about Fremont Hospital and uh, secret societies, I think, and eugenics. But what, what, what uh, other than me just messaging you, what made you realize that gang stalking was also a part of it? Well, I think that... Um... I, I was looking into some some of the technology and the patents. When I saw the patents, it became crystal clear. I, I had my suspicions that the government was doing something like that, but I also thought that people might be saying that in order to discredit people who are part of a legit, you know, a real psychological operation. Right. When I saw the when I saw the patents and I started considering the technology and and how they they want to test it on people. Um, and then I had certain experiences myself where I thought that, you know, I, I'd, I'd be listening to music or something, and I think that I heard somebody say something to me. And mm. 
then I, you know, then I started saying, huh, you know, what if I said this in a video? Are people going to think that I'm crazy and so on and so forth? And I started looking into other people's videos, and I decided that yes, they're probably, you know, that that stuff is probably real. And I do think that they are trying to, they probably are trying to use those technologies on me. But because of the layout of my home, I live on like 15 acres. It's hard for them to. It's probably hard for them to get the technology, you know, to target me the way they want with it. You no, know, I think that's the main the main reason why I'm not targeted in that fashion. But another part of it could be that uh, that you were looking into it too much before they really started going hard, like the voice stuff, like what you're saying. Like I've never really heard of them doing a lot of this stuff to people who are aware of it before. So, uh, so if that's the case, I'm glad that you were pointed in that direction of research. That could have helped you prevent them from, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, I've never heard of them target somebody who's like aware of gangstalking. I don't know how. This is one thing I always say, but I just don't know how I didn't hear about gangstalking until it happened because of all the conspiracy research I was into. Like heavy, heavy, heavy research. But, but this stuff just never popped up. You just see the occasional something about like, oh yeah, the cell phone towers can be used to calm down people, or like with the with the uh, brainwave. Uh, uh, with the frequency they generate, generate uh, get the same uh, vibration as our brains with uh, vibrate at. Excuse me, marble mouth here. But uh, so, congrats. So I'm glad. I'm glad you were looking into it before they were able to go all the way with that. Yeah, uh, I was I was into the conspiracy theory stuff too, and I didn't hear about anything either. But it, it all made sense. It all clicked me, you know, when it, it you know, I, I thought about all the, because a lot of the things about harp and stuff like this and chemtrails, right. I'm like, I don't know. But as I see these people from myself and I, they stare at me when they drive by and I, I see who they are, you know, everything became come so much more real, so much more real to me, you know. And then I've had Masons drive by with tattoos, Masonic tattoos on their arm, you know, while I was with this one female. And they're driving right next to me, you know. It was so deliberate that they wanted me to see. I've had Masons in in their in like a van with Masonic symbols on it, some kind of like construction company. Okay, drive by me. I've had ma- people with Masonic placards and dramatic Masonic placards on their car. You know, it's like basically like custom fitted, you know, custom made cars that are personalized with Masonic emblems and and almost like they're advertising it. And I never saw any of that before. I've had people in the military, same thing. They have placards on the car. You know, it's like in your face, you know. And, and you know, I never noticed, I never saw this stuff before, and, and I, I see it frequently at the same time. And sometimes I'd be talking about one group. You know, I'd talk about, say, a black secret society, the Prince Hall Mason. I'd see a bunch of shady-looking black people gang stalking me. Next day, I'd talk about the Eastern Star, a bunch of feminist-looking secret society females gang stalking me. You know, it was like, as soon as I talk about it, as, next time I went out, those people would be gang stalking me. Prince Hall Masons isn't that pathetic. Can you imagine wanting to be a part of that? You know, there's, and, and those guys pretty much go back to the founding of this nation. They they started you know pretty early around the time the nation was founded. Um, the Prince I've Hall Masons. Yes. They're, they're, I thought, the I thought Irish, they didn't allow. I thought they didn't even allow blacks to be Prince Hall. Or I thought they didn't make that till later. But really, the beginning of the nation. Yes, and, and it was it was formed with blacks in secret societies. I mean, excuse me, blacks in the military. The Irish, the Irish secret societies, brought them in. 
and then they, they made them official. And there was a lot of protests from other secret societies. This might even where, be where they got the term green, green N-word for Irish people. <laughs> it might even be where that came from. I've never heard that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, secret society stuff goes way back. And with, with Masons, they, they seem to have gathered different secret societies, what they call clandestine or closed societies, from all over the world, from Asia and Africa. And the, the early black Masons, the early black secret societies in America, the, the leaders of their societies were African princes and well-established African Americans. And the Africans in their secret societies were the higher-ups. They always try to make it so that people who had some sort of a legitimate claim to royalty or to being a ruler were the ones in charge of the group. Hmm. Yeah, secret societies. It's interesting. I've, I, there's a lodge literally like down the street from my house, around the corner. I used to go up there on a, it, they, they hold the fireman's pancake breakfast right there, right across from city hall. You go in the in the Masonic Lodge to uh, Sonic Lodge to get the pancakes, and I'd sneak upstairs to go check out all the books and the paintings, and they've got big like posted big like George Washington in Masonic clothing portrait, and all these old like uh, uh, fake Knights Templar swords. I'm sure they're fake. I think they're just mother secret societies that were like you get initiated to a certain level, and so they've got all this antique uh, secret society memorabilia in there. We go look at and uh, do other things with. Like leave the building with, but no, no, we never did that. I never did that. Um, What's crazy is that my mom, sometimes every once in a long time, I talk about secret society to my family, and I think it it was during Thanksgiving. I was talking with my mom and my brother, and we got into a heated argument, and it turns out that. I'm like a distant relative of J.P. Morgan, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, and I'm a descendant of some of the Knights Templars. You know, William Penn, from the guy whose na- Pennsylvania is named after. Uh, my family were Masons during that time, and they were they had a lot of money from selling horses, and they started giving a lot of settlers land, and they pretty much gave up all their money just giving out land. And also, my family was some of the first people on the Mayflower. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, Alex Jones? Yeah. He claims to be related to Captain Jones of the Mayflower. So my family actually came on the same boat as his. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. Now, he's a conspiracy theorist, and I'm a conspiracy theorist too. And we both don't like being told what to do by these secret societies, which masonry comes from England. It comes from the U.K. So it's like it's like in our blood to want to resist these people. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I don't. Have, I don't. I don't know that I have any uh, famous Masons or American people, but I have uh, Leif Erikson and his father Eric the Red Viking people. Leif Erikson. We have Leif Erikson there here. Apparently, he he came to America way before Columbus did, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't too big of a fan of being related to J.P. Morgan. <laughs> I was like, hey, well, oh, Maybe we'll get a drive to uh, to make a, make some money, get the get some riches going, some dormant riches DNA, get activated, and all of a sudden you're gonna go down the 
Wells Fargo take that branch over. Uh, so what's it like being uh, you're Muslim, right? Um, actually, I, I was considering converting to Islam for a while because I, you know, I, I'm a Christian and I felt like I, I wanted to be able to go to war with these people with a clear conscience. And Christianity and Islam are very similar, and I felt like these are Satanists who who are going to the extreme. So I I need to answer them by going to the extreme. So, you know, I was starting to go down the path of radical Islam. Oh, Jesus. I... <laughs> That's not a fun path. I don't think that has a fun ending, that path. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, I was willing to stop at nothing to deal with these people. And to I wanted to just give the New World Order, teach the New World Order a lesson that they would never forget. That's that's a trap a lot of people fall into, I think, is, oh, they're they're so hardcore Satanist, or they're so hardcore this or that. I'm going to be the hardcore other end of the spectrum, but, you know, it's sort of like at the, at the farthest ends of the spectrum, you're wrong on both sides, you know. It's like uh, they, they they get off, they, 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 they get power from that. I think, to, 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 like, like a lot of, like Myron May or Aaron Alexis, you know, the TIs in 2014, you like, I guess the answer is I just go out and fucking shoot people. Uh, yeah, that's not, I don't think, is the answer. But I didn't, I didn't know you were only considering Islam, so you're, so you're still Christian? Or, I mean, you know, just because you're not, just because uh, you don't want to be a radical Muslim doesn't mean you can't be a Muslim. Well, you know, it's, it's a very interesting path I've taken in my life. When I was younger, because my dad is from Nigeria, where Boko Haram and, you know, a lot of terrorists, and one of the biggest wars in Africa was the Nigerian Civil War between Muslims and my dad's tribe, which is the Christians. So I grew up, and my dad came here during the Nigerian Civil War with Muslims trying to kill him. So I grew up hating Muslims. I grew up hating Muslims, especially the ones from northern Nigeria. And this was way before Boko Haram. And I, I, I ironically wanted America to feel the same way about Islam as I did. And I wanted them to, you know, to take more action against Islam. And then, <laughs> you know, as soon as I start getting over it... Be careful it, what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much what happened. And then, and then after all these years, I start considering being a Muslim myself, and I, I feel more like them than I do, you know, like the people who are in charge of our country. Yeah. When, uh, a few years ago, I mean, I still have a couple of English translations of the Quran around that I've been meaning to get through, but... I was thinking sort of along the same lines of, oh, if they're so, like, if they're so against, I, I looked at it like, okay, so if you don't support Islam right now, if you don't support Muslims right now, that's pretty much like not supporting Jews during the Holocaust or something like that. If you, if, you know, if, 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 if you got to support the oppressed people that hold quote in the Holocaust, you know, when they came for the communists, I didn't say anything because I wasn't a communist, wherever it was, and then when they came for the Jews, I didn't say anything. I wasn't Jew when they came for me. Uh, nobody spoke up for me because there was no one left or whatever the exact quote is. I forget. I just felt like you really have to support Muslims right now because they're like they're going they're getting they're going down that road. I, I thought like we were you know one terrorist attack away, which could be a week away from death camps for Muslims or whatever the first group of people they made the culprit. <sighs> Luckily, we haven't it hasn't uh, escalated that quickly. Uh, yet, um, yeah, pretty much how it is, you know. I, I, you know, when the New World Order set its sights on Muslims, it begged the question, you know, 
what 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 are they up to? And you know, it, to me, it it gave them a lot more credibility as to what religion is the true religion. When the bad guys hate these guys the most, you know, you, <laughs> kind of kind of promoting their religion. Well, is it that they hate Islam the most, or that they think that they can get Americans to hate Islam the easiest, so that they can use them as a group to target? so that they can use the same laws that they target those Muslims with to turn around and target every every person? Are they just a good scapegoat? I think that they hate Muslims and Christians, but they hate Muslims a little bit more. Because if you look, I think that part of the New World Order is Zionism. The Rothschilds, the Warbirds, etc. And these people really hate Muslims. You look at Palestine, um, you know, I just read something that 40% of the children detained by the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, are sexually assaulted. You know, I saw that. That's awful. Yeah, and they're all tortured, yeah. Unbelievable. It's awful. And, and the Mossad assassinates Muslims in countries all over the world covertly, especially right. in Africa. So I, I do think that some of the higher-ups hate Muslims the most, but I also think they hate Christians because the Bible makes the Jews look bad in many cases. There's this one part where the Jews say, let his blood be on us, you know, paraphrasing, referring to Jesus. And, you know, that <laughs> that makes them look very, very bad, and I, I know that they don't like that. And so I think that they want to... Yeah, clearly they, clearly they don't like Christians because what's... Uh, I mean, look at ISIS. Like, ISIS is going crazy on Christians. They do not like Christians, and, and, and Obama is not letting, or like, I'm pretty sure only one, maybe it's zero, maybe one of the refugees he's let in has been Christian. But Christians are getting, like, Christians who have lived in Syria for, you know, 1,800 years, just having their entire families massacred. It's so awful. So, yeah, they hate Christians for sure. Uh, I guess they, I don't know if. They place. Do they hate Christians the most? Do they hate Muslims the most? Do they just switch seats to the musical chairs? Is, is it Muslim Christian time this time? And hundred years from now, it'll be back to the Jews. Who knows? Well, uh, I think you got to go by Pike. Pike in 1871 wrote letters to Giuseppe Manzini, where he said he was going to turn political Zionism against um, the Islamic world and right. cause the re- destruction. Cause the World War. Yeah, I've read all those. Those are amazing letters if they're real. I've, I'm not convinced that they are or that they aren't. I remember I posted them on... Uh, I was noticing how... Do you want to finish up what you're saying before I go on about the Third World War? I just realized I'm interrupting and about to go on a rant. Uh, I, just, I was just going to say that also they wanted to pit uh, atheism against Christianity and just get them mutually destroyed as well. To bring in the pure doctrine of the light of Lucifer or whatever the fuck it says. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that's what's going on because Pike has statues in very many lodges and one of the most powerful groups in the masonry is the Scottish Rite and Pike wasn't just a famous figure in the Scottish Rite he wrote, he pretty much founded it and wrote most of the rituals in the Scottish Rite yeah they they say that he might have written the rituals for the Ku Klux Klan too uh, I'm pretty sure he's got like he's got a statue in like public in, public in Washington D.C. Uh, disgusting um there is debate though about whether those three the the three world war letters I mean it's such a you know what those letters remind me of? They remind me of uh the protocols of the elders of Zion document. 
where it's like so it's almost like cart too cartoonish. It's like almost like the Illuminati put that out there as like disinterest like the truth mixed in with like these letters weren't real or something. Like they they tell you the plan but then they they source it to the wrong thing. It almost seems like that to me. It's like the the Elders of Zion where they describe like I don't know if you've read the Elders of Zion or which they've used to stir up like uh, anti Jewish stuff uh here and there. But uh it's like, you know, pretty much just the Illuminati plan or the communist slash Illuminati plan, and then they just make it look Jewish to stir up anti-Semitism at the time. Not that there aren't Jews at the top level. Of course, there are. We know that they really believe in Jew God or Lucifer. I don't even fucking know what they believe in, but... Uh, so it's so it's so big. The whole thing is so big, it's hard to really nail down exactly what they're aim is well, the Jews are some of the main people who came up with uh, communism Marx and Engels were both descendants of Jews they're, they're both atheistic people of Jewish descent and some of the first communist um, committees were like 50% Jewish you know they were disproportionately Jewish so there there is a lot of truth in, I, I think with the protocols one of two things happened one they're real Two, they're faked by somebody who knows what the plan is and wanted, right. to make a doc- wanted to make a document that was simple that people would understand it instead of having to explain a huge story, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of – that's something along those lines is what I figure is going on there. I mean, why would they have such a short – I mean, what would be the point of them internally having that document? It's such a joke. It's like only like how, – how long is it? It's only a few pages, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, so if it's real, I think, yeah, that, that they put it out uh, on purpose. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Let me stop eating. What am I doing? Okay. Um, well, any, any more questions or should we wrap it up? Uh, probably wrap it up. I got 41 minutes or so, so, so far. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the recording, and then uh, and then if you come up with any more questions you want to ask, just send me a message anytime. All right. Anything you want to talk for, about or record? Uh, th- thanks for the interview. You're welcome. Signing off. This has been Electronic Grass, and we're gonna stalking with. Uh, do you have a YouTube channel you want to put out? Um, James Jackson. James Jackson on YouTube. Uh, Thanks for listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.